everyone and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight we have... Oh, it's me, Meg. And I'm playing Sarai Landair, the Eldrin Knowledge Clerk. Hi, I'm Justin, uh, or Punk, and I'm playing Ariel Arclight, the uh, rogue fighter monk. I'm Andrew. I am playing the uh, uh, Kalashtar Divination Wizard. Getting used to that with a new character. What's his name? Oh, Talon Vale. Getting really used to this. <laughs> but I don't do this every week. There you go. Well, I'm Mars, and uh, I'm pretty sure my name is Talroth Oakenblade. What up, Scout? There we go. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. All right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Disasters in Danger. It is our D&D 5e high fantasy campaign. Uh, we do have a guest with us tonight uh, coming to you all the way from the Junk Drawer Show uh, and who is joining us on Saturday nights as we play uh, through Call of Cthulhu, The Masks of Narlahotep. Um, uh, say, say hello. Tell us about Junk Drawer. Tell us all those good things. Hey, uh, I'm Justin, or Punk is a lot easier to remember. Uh, I'm usually the DM over at the Drunk Drawer Show. We play, uh, we're taking a bit of a hiatus because one of our players recently had a baby. Uh, hi, Pat. Hi, Carter. Uh, and, um, yep, we usually play Tuesdays where I am the DM and forever DM. Uh, and I take any opportunity to play with wonderful people, and I'm very excited. Uh, and you can check us out at thedrunkdrawshow.com. Uh, another one of our players who's a frequent guest here is uh, Carlos, who plays our cleric, Thok. Uh, so really happy to be here. And I'm very awkward right now. <laughs> you are doing great. I'm just actively uh, reframing things because... It's different going from four people to to six. So, you know, uh, real professional at the moment. I'm just gonna just gonna go ahead and let this happen. And I'm sure Caitlin is upstairs just screaming at me. What are you doing? But you know what? Say lovey. <laughs> That's what I got. Um, Megan, would you like to tell us about our wonderful friends over at Norse Foundry? Yeah, I thought you'd never ask. Also, um, Caitlin is proud of you, and she's sobbing with pride. Oh, so there you go. Oh, that's that's nice. I am glad. <laughs> and then I pass with extreme emotion. So if you go to norsefoundry.com, use the promo code REPRPG, you get 15% off your order. But what is it that you're ordering, you ask? And I'm so glad that you did. Uh, very vocal viewer, welcome to the show. Um, they're the makers and purveyors of fine gemstone, metal, bone dice. They also work with Elderwood Academy for their uh, dice boxes, dice vaults, these absolutely beautiful little books that they make. Um, they they um, they gave us the boulders for, um, for PvP. So they have some giant honking chunks of metal could be yours. But when you go over, make sure that you use our promo code. Again, it's R-E-P-R-P-G, RepRPG, just like all of our socials. Get 15% off of your order. Do it. Go do it. I told you to. Why aren't you? Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. 
Um, let's see, what else have we got going on around the internet today? Uh, Andrew, what's going on with Easy to Spell? Oh, yeah, Easy to Spell. We are on a brief hiatus because one of our players recently had a baby. I'm our DM and forever DM on Sunday nights. I'm just copying Punk's lines here. <laughs> we have a we brand. Actually, there's a very sp- yeah. you, there there's very specific requirements to being in disasters these days. Yep. Um, we did break hiatus briefly on Sunday uh, for our Armageddon Wonderland, which I think thanks to a lot of viewers that we recognize from you guys, uh, some of the cast members popping in was our most successful stream to date. Picked up some new followers. Everything. It was a lot of fun. It was a great way to kind of come back. Um, we are still getting prepped for campaign two in the last city of Avarice, uh, which is going to be a really fun Arcanopunk campaign that I'm excited to run. I've been working on it a lot. Um, and yeah, more details once we have a date. We are ho- aiming for uh, beginning of May, but depending on the new baby's sleep schedule, that's where it's up in the air. <laughs> understood. Understood. Yeah. Uh, Mars, how's everything going over on uh, Roleplay Gains or anyone else you would like to plug? Well, um, I am not the forever DM of Roleplay Gains, so I kind of have to go off brand here for a second. Okay. But yeah, everything's going good over there. Um, We're not on a hiatus. It's just real life has kind of taken hold of a few of us this week. So even though we're not playing this Thursday... We'll be on next week in what is probably bound to be a very interesting little festival. We're calling it the running of the horse. Well, there you go. I was going to behave. I was going to behave, but nope. Nope. I appreciate the effort. Thank you. Uh, Sounds good. And I guess Lance Orlando, what's going on there? With Lance, we are meeting up on Sundays for training still. So if you are an Orlando local and like what you do on your video games or even here in your tabletop games, you're like, wow, how could I do that? Except the Casting Magic Park. We haven't uh, figured that part out yet, but we're working on it. Uh, We are looking to get together at Cypress Grove Park towards the back of the park Sundays at 10 a.m. And we last till 2 now, do bring your masks. We are mask and vaccine required to be able to participate. You get a little closer than six feet to everybody when you're, you know, tossing friends. Other good news is we will be having a table at QuestCon. So if you can't actually make it out to practice, but want to make it out to QuestCon and want to see a little bit more about what we do before you commit to actually combat, this is a great place to actually see a little what we do, talk to us directly, and all that good stuff with QuestCon coming up on August 20th. All right. Sounds good. Um, I guess the last thing to... You okay, Meg? You, uh... What? I'm fine. Having some, some power issues? Is it just the one lamp? Yeah, I'm pretty sure something just flew into it and I've... We've all become a little worse for wear okay. now. But, okay. Um, let's dungeon some dragons. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's let's get into it, uh, shall we? Uh, let's see. For the first time, our adventure takes place in the world of Eberron, a world of 
magic, a world of technology, a world of nations just recovering from a great hundred-year war that ended in a magical disaster, the likes of which is rarely seen in, in all of the multiverse. The entire nation of Seer is no more, and in its place, the magical fog radiates the lands now known as the Mornlands. Of the nations that remain, they have been carved out and given away, some to former allies, some to the non-human races, but a few of the human nations remain. One such is Karnath, a proud, uh, hardy people, often steeped in winter, who enjoy their meat and are always prepared for war, who in their desperation of the last war turned to acolytes of the Emerald Claw and returned their fallen soldiers back from the dead as skeletons and zombies loyal to Karnath and only a threat to their enemies. National pride is forever in Karnath. Karnath suffered during the last war. All nations did, but the Karnathi people uh, still exist under a state of near martial law. Most laws here are a bit more severe than they are elsewhere. And while you might suspect that such a um, military, warlike focused people, people who boast the greatest school of uh, generals and soldiers in the Five Kingdoms, a nation that uh, houses the only dragon mark house with a standing army the house of the sentinel that would be house yep drawing a blank gonna come back to that um you would think that they would be perhaps warmongers itching to return to the days of battle and while there are sure plenty of generals that are eager to uh, resume the fighting, their king, King Winarn III, is in fact one of the greatest statesmen and proponents of peace in all of uh, Corvair, the continent. 
much of that only matters to, well, none of our heroes. They've come for a different reason. They've come in search of the Winter Citadel, of Ter Serene, a Aladrin city, like some of the many others that shifts about mortal planes to and from the Feywild. Nexus points, points of culture, of power, of importance. A city that hasn't been to the Feywild in some 700-ish maps. And, or 1100, it's one of those, I forget. Many maps. A city tasked with a singular purpose to hide and protect the canopic jars holding the hearts of the betrayer mummies. Mummies that have now combined to a supreme mummy lord, Ankhotep, and whose fetid curse of mummy rot has infected nearly the entirety of the Feywild. An infection that is beginning to drown out the wild magics and steal it from the prime material planes. Having arrived and marched to the edge of the Karn Wood, traveling north towards Terserain, our heroes, the Archivists, have settled in for the night. You are in your uh, giant tower of... How tall is is your tower? Uh, each It's four floors. Each floor is 10 feet, so 40 feet. So 40 feet. So, so yep. yeah. Here on the edge of the wood, um, there are... So it's a fairly northern wood. I'm guessing plenty of pine trees. Um, so you may be above some of them. Maybe above... Probably not all of them. Um but, yeah, um, I mean, pine trees get pretty tall. 40 feet sounds in the neighborhood. Does it, right? Well, yeah. Sure. Cool. Ish. Yeah, sounds good. Um, now, you're not in the wood proper. Uh, you'd be displacing trees and stuff like that. You guys made it to the edge. And so that is there. Uh, Archivist, you do have the evening. If there is anything in particular you would like to do and or accomplish uh, while you have this respite. But once everybody starts getting settled, Talon in the, the lounge is going to begin casting Find Familiar as a ritual. Okay. So that's going to occupy his time for the next hour or so. Sounds good. Treasure's going to try making them a nice dinner because I know in the Feywild we didn't have that many ingredients. Uh, so she's actually going to try to see if there are some ingredients in this tower that we can make a dinner with. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, there is not. I didn't make a kitchen in the tower. It's just enough bedrooms for everybody to sleep and then the bathroom up top and the lounge in the bottom. Okay, so there is not a dinner. <laughs> yep, just the rations we've got. 
hiding. Talroth would probably go out and see if maybe he can hunt something down. Even like some berries or something. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um, would you do me a favor then and make me a survival check? That's a dirty 20. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can. What exactly, what sort of food do you want to find? Uh, I'd probably look for anything that would be edible, like any berries or fruits or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, there's def- like, so there's definitely there's like some rabbit small- or hair. Okay. Yeah, you you can you can catch some game. Not a problem with that. And um, there's definitely some small, um, uh, like berries, uh, some roots, some uh, some more vegetation, right? That you can you can gather up. That is uh, definitely definitely edible. So yeah, not a problem. I'll try to find treasure in the kitchen. It's like, hey, Goldie, got a challenge for you. Oh, well, this isn't much of a kitchen, but I mean, I can make something up outside. What did you bring? Uh, I'm guessing it's a rabbit. I mean, it looks like a rabbit, kind of bounces like a rabbit, so got to be a rabbit. Found some berries, found some roots. Uh, well, you did so good with that with that cheesecake. Figured, uh, let's see what else you could do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of trying it out. Um... I'm sure we can find something with what we've got, and maybe I'll try to make a little rabbit stew. Okay, yeah, make me a um, make me a cooking utensils check. Utilizing That's my utensils plus proficiency. Yes, wisdom plus proficiency. Uh, that's a 15 for a total 20. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good sort of, uh, um, stew meal. Um, doesn't quite have the wild, wild rice, but the roots cook up kind of nice, like, uh, like yam, like potatoes. So that, that, you know, sort of soaks up the, uh, the gaminess of the meat of the, of the couple of hairs that you had collected. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice meal for sure. Well, this is definitely a lot better than what we could get at the Feywild. And she definitely pours some up for Talroth and she's bringing some in for everyone else. Nice. The ride is in one of the rooms and I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to Jaeger those in, but I feel like he's just standing guard. She casts silence. She ritual casts it. So 10 minutes to cast, ten, it lasts 10 minutes, and it's just pacing and screaming and swearing and pointing at everything and having a little tantrum. And then when that's done, she's going to cast calm emotions on herself so that she can be <laughs> for just a little bit. Like, she's already tired out. <sighs> we're just gonna, we're gonna bring this down a little bit. Okay. We'll have some stew and cheesecake with my friends. Yes. All right. And of course, Treasure brings a bowl to Talon because he's been so kind as to provide 
basically lodging for tonight. Uh, which is probably as he be- finishes casting. Um, and he's actually been like, all, like almost crocheting just with threads, like a uh, spider, which as it finishes kind of coalesces into a celestial, like golden orb spider, the size of your hand, but just one of those big orb weaver spiders. Thank you for the food. Um, Thank you for the roof. I did not think to put a kitchen in the tower. I will take notes for next time so you do not have to cook in the cold. Listen, I didn't know I could cook till yesterday, so you're good. Uh, we are learning things about ourselves on this trip then. Um, but yes, the all accommodations are open to all of you. Make yourselves as comfortable as you can. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I'll sit and eat the stew. The spider like crawls up onto my shoulder and just like into the hood. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm getting in the sauna. <laughs> there's a sauna. What am I supposed to yeah, do? Like, Come on, man. I, I thought there's I thought no of a kitchen, sauna. But I there's didn't a, think sauna. Of a kitchen. But I thought of a sauna. Look. Priorities. We all Island have has never been away from home. He's learning how to travel. <laughs> Listen, treasure's the other one up in that sauna. Muscles hurt. <laughs> Who need massaging? And can't even talk about the golden haystack on top of her head right now. Your hooves need massaging? Is that even possible? Uh, around them, like the ankles? Oh, all right. <sighs> Calm, tired, and sweaty. <laughs> yes. This brings me back to the first days when we were at the at uh, Dorian's Dawn. Yes, we used to do this all the time. We did. I braid your hair. Oh my god, I don't even want to think about that. We have smelled like ass for so long. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Whatever happened to my rose perfume? We used it for a Molotov cocktail, didn't we? If we didn't, it's definitely been broken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but this is nice. This is really nice. I like the new guy. He's certainly here. And you know, this isn't bad. It's very good, actually. Treasure's gonna, like, look over at her and give her, you know that, like, Spongebob when Squidward likes the Krabby Patty smile? Just that particular smile. How are you doing in this new place? Is is Bloodbunner behaving? Or does he want to just conquer and burn it all down? Uh, Bloodburner hasn't responded in a bit, and I'm, I'm starting to think that it might be, you know, like when we went to the market, how he wasn't able to respond? I think that might be it because we're definitely not home anymore. This is not the Feywild. This is not like Drock. This is something else. And I'm starting to think that might be it. So I'm, I'm trying to take a little bit of calm, which for me is a new route. Especially considering I think I saw Owen up on that ship. And that's why I had that mild freak out. 
Yeah, you didn't. I'm not sure if it was him because I've never seen Owen before. But was he I the mean, gorgeous one? There's the one with the really quaffed eyebrows and the gorgeous black hair. Exactly. Oh, I mean, you could do worse. Oof. Yeah, but if I weren't spoken for, I'd let him spit me in half. I'm also like I don't know him. Sometimes that's the best way to get spit. For some people, maybe, but for me, I I just like to know him, especially because I was actually going to marry him. Well, you were you were going to get contracted to him. Yeah, and I'd prefer not to. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. You don't... Mm. Do you think he saw you? God, I hope not. But the fact is, let's be honest, I'm kind of a beacon. You are You are very shiny. Wonder. I don't know, but if he saw me, at least he was not occupied with me at the moment. He was on his way to the front. Yes, they do have a little bit more on their mind than just us, which is good and bad, I suppose. I was about to say, that's that's both a relief and a worry. So, I mean, if there's one thing I've learned from watching you, watching Fable, watching Talroth these last few months, and everyone else, I can't keep running, Saride. I'm on another plane, and it's possible they still found me. And what's more, I want to talk to my family. I want to see my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters. And here I've been not being able to see them in years. And I realize I can't keep running away from it. It's going to catch up to me. And I'm going to regret if something happened and I didn't get to see them. Gonna get up and wrap the towel. Say, I, whatever you need, treasure, you know that we'll do it. I just, I have to do this first. Oh, absolutely. Bust out into the I told you so dance from Scrubs. Told you so, I 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 told you so. All right. Well, do you feel better after I that? I do. I really, really do. <laughs> All right. So, first, towel off, and then we get a wee bit of a nap, and then we need to whatever it is. We need to get the jars. We need to get the jars. We need to talk to the elves. Talros got. I guess that's the Winter Court business card, right? We can talk to them. I think we'll be okay. Hopefully we don't start any other revolutions whilst we're here. So we do we, we do have a thing. We definitely have a brand. Let's do our best to just stay focused. That's the point. Stay focused. Right, right. Eyes on the jars, as it were. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should be fine. Right? I don't want to say that too loud. I don't want to say that too loud. Well, I mean, this place looks sturdy enough, right? Oh, this place. This tower looks great. Yeah, it does. It went outside this tower that I have concern about. The tower looks fine. You know, I mean, there's no kitchen. But I think, yeah, yeah, we know. I don't think Talon cooks, but that's okay. That's okay. 
Navi is a bit weird. Right? Listen, unlike Narvi, Narvi doesn't eat. That would be understandable. And if you're talking about Talon being weird, and then you look at Narvi, you really have to question your life choices. Then again, yeah. Narvi was the best drag queen in Caradion, so... <laughs> Fair. Well, I'm going to... Stew was delicious, by the way. Well done. Thank you. I, I really... I'm going to call it Grizz Stew. Because it reminds me of Grizz. I think he would like that. And if he has a problem with that, he can come down here and disagree with me himself. I am definitely going to get some sleep. Same. Good night, Saride. Good night, dear. This was... This was nice. We should maybe mention to Talon that the solar is a nice touch and he should keep it. If he ever does the tower again. I think so. Right. You should tell him. I'm going to bed. Bye. <laughs> Good night. With that, your evening passes. Seemingly without incident. As the group awakes in the morning, you tend to your business. And then it is back out to the rest of the world. You continue to travel north. Um, but as you go, I would like you to make survival checks. Sixteen. Seven. Fifteen. Sixteen. Okay. As you guys are traveling to the north, you estimate that... Well, you're just not sure um, how far you're gonna have, you're gonna end up needing to needing to go. Most of these woods are um, they have some paths. They they don't they're the deep part of the wood from what you Sarid and uh, Tauroth can tell. Don't see a ton of um, activity. They don't see a ton of uh, just hunting, right? People tend to stick closer to the edges. Uh, you can tell that there are some trails, some paths. And the area that you're in seems to be, relatively speaking, more uh, explored, right? The one thing you don't see is any big, heavy, like, roads, any big paths in and out of there. If there is a, a city or a spire in here, as the divination has told you, um, it probably, you would expect to see a little more traffic, right? Um, as you guys are going, are you taking any special care, precautions, or 
actions as you are as you are going. Uh, I, casting mage armor myself. Okay. I am going to ask Saride why she had a freak out at the way Talroth looked yesterday. Like, why did those people freak out? And if there's something we should do about it. The people yesterday, well, they freaked out and ran from oh. Talroth. Why? Right. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, the, the glaive is the type of... It's, double, it's the glaive, the scimitar. Is it the same thing? Scimitar. Double the scimitar, scimitar. It's the same type of weapon that the elves here uh, used when they were attacking a while ago. They used to be allies and... Um, believe all of Val was eh, they did betray the Mornland and uh, or Seer and Valinar the Valinar elves have fought or especially during the war fought uh, pretty aggressively with with Karnath so and, uh, and they look very much like him very tan oh and still mm-hmm. um well, I don't know if you... You wouldn't know still, but you know that during the war, uh, the Valinar elves, many of them claimed great deeds of victory against Karnath in specific. And, and this is where we're heading. And of course, Treasure would have included Talroth in this conversation. Um... Well, that's that's kind of a problem, Tauroth. Um We don't want you getting just an arrow to the ears. head. Just tuck your ears. It's a little offensive for elf talk in specific. You would probably know that, Sarad. I don't know what else to do with them. Okay. I mean, oh, you can make a, okay. uh, a disguise check. Yeah, we could... Could we make you look like... I mean... I don't know how offensive this is. Could we make you look like some other type of elf or some other type of creature? Or do you have a spell that could help disguise you, kind of like my tattoo? I ain't got much in the way of magic, except for just a bit of the wind stuff I've been picking up lately. But doesn't the armor make you look different, or is it just your clothes? No, it's just the clothes. Um, uh, Talon, do you have anything that might be able to help them? Nothing that would uh, disguise his appearance. Um, I could, at most, turn him invisible in a pinch. I mean, to be fair, Tauroth is not invisible most of the time. Uh, he can get invisible if he wants. I mean, we've lost him in everywhere but the desert. Unfortunately, though, no, that's uh, transmutation magic, so not my area of specialty. Mm. Okay, this is potentially going to be awful. Uh, Talroth, do you trust me trying to put some makeup on you? What kind of makeup are we talking about? Um, I just have the pretty kind that Sarai and I typically use in the spa. You look gorgeous. Hey, Talon, so you mentioned something about invisibility. So it would have to be as a last moment resort. Um, here, hold Janice. Uh, and he holds out the spider that crawls down his arm. 
on your shoulder. This will allow me to cast invisibility upon you without needing to be right next to you. Well, um, he, he don't bite, do we? Or she? It? Uh, no, the golden orb spider is uh, non-poisonous. Simply a weaver of great webs. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, I'll kind of reach back and kind of loosen up some of the top of the braid of the hair. It's like, so it kind of covers a little more of the back of the neck. It's like, uh, if if she, he or she, or it. It is I, fine. I do not think celestial beings uh, subscribe to the same gender normalities that most mortal folk do. So I guess um, they, then. They? Okay. Genesis yeah. is a thing? Yeah, uh, just just wanted to check, just in case. Uh, yeah, a little spot for them to hide out here, and ah, that tickles. Uh. And then, in your mind, here, uh, in this, you can speak to me. This, if you need to be invisible, just say so. You can respond to this. That that was weird and cool at the same time, and wow. Uh, Roger, Roger. So you are aware in your mind still, I cannot just hear your thoughts. You have to actively try to push them at me. I'm not going to be listening to everything single thought you have. Uh, so, uh, all right. I'll just, yeah, I'll just try to keep out of sight. And if need be, uh, I'll just think real hard at Talon and that should do it. Sounds good. As you all are traveling through the Carn Wood, you continue to see paths, hunting trails, some uh, some small efforts. Are you traveling quickly? Are you traveling stealthily? Are you traveling normal? Traveling through this wood because there are no roads is at about half the pace you would normally travel. Uh, you don't have Sirak with you, who normally helped you guys travel at, at pace over land. Um, and if you attempt to be stealthy, you will slow down even further. It is up to you, though. I'm of the mind that if we're trying to kind of skulk our way through... That might draw more attention if they spot us. Just maybe act like a band of travelers going up the road, get along faster, just yeah. act like we belong here. Exactly. Yeah. And if anything, I can take point. So that way, if something does try to attack us from the front, I'm already at front. Okay. And I'll just walk with the hood up the whole time. And if I need to, if we see it early enough, I could just pop into the woods. Okay. I'll yeah. Pick up the back. Sounds good. Leaving tail into the middle. You all are traveling along the paths as best you can. They do weave in and out. Um, there are some hunters that are about. Um, anybody with a passive perception above a 15 spots them. Uh, within time, you guys are able to circumvent them. Nothing terribly... Uh, too difficult. Humans, peasants, former soldiers, best you can see. 
you travel about 12 miles into the woods and it is you've been traveling for eight hours you guys can press ahead try to make up some ground tonight or you can set up camp and tower if you would like what would you prefer to do I think setting up camp would be the safer bet, only because we were told about a lot of undead in the area, and at least what we know about undead, that's a nighttime gig nine out of ten times. Yeah. Okay. As your eve is coming to a close, I'm guessing, Talon, you are you are good with your tower? Uh, yep, I'm going to cast it at 6th level this time for 5 floors. It's 50 feet tall now, okay. in the middle of the woods. Okay. Uh, we'll go uh, 2 floors of bedrooms again, uh, kitchen, sauna, and instead of a lounge at the very top, I'm going to go observatory. Okay. And oh, yeah. in, in Dwarvish, she just says under her breath, it keeps getting bigger. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah, pine trees actually get up to 150 to 200 feet tall. So you're just pushing some branches and leaves out of the way, but yeah, not, not too bad. Um, uh, the next morning, I will definitely cook us one of the treats breakfasts so that we can get the four temp pit points. Well, let's see if Love you make cinnamon it. Rolls. Let's see if you make it through tonight first. Noted. Um, I would like you all to roll me perception checks. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Nineteen. Twenty-two. Okay. And from here... Those of you that rolled the highest, uh, roll me a percentile. I heard 22. I believe that was the two highest. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Should we both roll or just both? One? Both of you roll. Rolled a seven. I rolled a two. <laughs> Concern. The worst outcome. <laughs> really? Unless these were divine interventions. Please let it be a divine intervention. <laughs> Does Talon have a god too? What the hell, man? Um, on the outside of the tower, you hear this... wretched hooting that turns into sort of snarling howls and roars and there is a rapid uh, sort of hoofbeats that have begun to approach Um, you all are safe in your tower but uh, 
welcome to Lookout. I believe you have an observatory to, to spy from. Yeah, we can do exactly that. There are windows on the other floors that we could... Or is it just the observatory? Uh, it's not... It doesn't specify. Um, I would say yes, like Talon would have put windows in, if that's all right to retcon, but... Sure, yeah. If the spell, if the spell will allow it, then yeah, you can have windows. Yeah, it doesn't specifically say not, so... Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. With your perception checks, you can see the movement, um, and one of the things you do uh, sort of see are these massive furred furred feathered little little tough to to tell um of these uh, stark white and spotted brown uh sort of bear creatures that are um seemingly chasing something through through the woods. Does it look like a person they're chasing or you can't see the person. You can the bears are out the bears are big. They're large. So they're easy to see. And they're white, you know. They're kind of easy to see. You don't know what they're chasing. However, um Oriel, would you make me a stealth check? Sure. Eighteen. Okay. You watch from your tower as the bears looks like it is a a family of them um looks like a family of about four um that are kind of packed hunting um owlbears sometimes will do that especially in winter um rather than fight for cave space whereas you know in the fall but then they'll sort of group up and be like all right we're gonna we're gonna cuddle up here um, and you see them sort of prowling the area, looking and sniffing. Um, you had an 18, Oriole? I did. Would you have... Where would you like to hide? In the thicket? In the brush? So you're on the ground? Or do you want to climb a tree? You had been in the woods attempting to find what you are after and in pursuit of that had stumbled into a this nest of not bears don't they don't hibernate the way I was taught as a right. kid they don't sleep all winter but they get up and do stuff but still 
um, what you had hoped to be was some nice cave-like uh, shelter for the evening has turned into a bit more of a of a hide-and-seek event. So. Okay. Um, I would like to stay more level towards the ground. Okay. Um, mostly because I wouldn't know how high the trees kind of go up. Uh, they, they go up so they go up fairly high. These are pine trees. There are some lower there are some lower under canopy trees um, okay. that uh, that don't tri- like top out. Um, and the for- forest floor does have some some like underbrush for you to try to duck behind. I'm gonna say there's probably like a felled log maybe pushed over by this by this giant tower. Um, that has, you know, given you a little bit of, of something to kind of hide behind at the very least. But, um, okay. I'll stick low and under the log. All right. And you had an 18. I did. Okay. The bears have, uh, sort of paused for a moment, begun to kind of circle. Those of you in the tower can kind of see them moving and you watch two of them, um, begin to uh, one of them, excuse me, begin to kind of turn and shift uh, we'll say to the west away from the tower and then the other three sort of Um, and it, you see them kind of head south and one of them begins to turn back to the east. Then the other one comes, comes back at like a, like a pace. Um, what is your passive perception, Oriel? Uh, passive perception is 21. Okay. You, yeah, you hear them. And you, you like that you were pretty good, but they seem to have sniffed you out on the wind and they are beginning to in like encircle you. How far away is all this from the tower? Oh, 50, 50 feet. Let's go with that. question do okay. i perchance have any kind of rations or beef jerky in my pocket absolutely yeah yeah i'm gonna try to <clears throat> take food out very carefully just kind of stand up i don't remember anything about owl bears okay i know that they're part owl part bear yep i don't know if you're supposed to make a lot of noise be big or shit yourself i'm not entirely sure uh, you are doing all both. You are welcome to make an animal handling check to try to uh, dissuade them from. Okay. That's going to be an eleven. Okay. All right. You get the you get the jerky out. And I'm just going to throw it as hard as I can. Okay. The one that had been a little lost had sort of. Um, the others are not are not terribly dissuaded. They're there. You can see 
they've sort of circled back around. So so they're uh, essentially coming one of them straight on. The other two are kind of at your at your right. Um, okay. They haven't begun to like charge yet. They're still inching their way forward, trying to figure out if um, trying to figure out if they're gonna commit to this. Okay. I'm just gonna kind of crouch and just when he throws it from the tower. Where what, did I like see just a hand like? Sure. Pulling out, watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to make out. Okay, it's a person they're chasing. I'm going I'm gonna ready in action to cast a spell the next time I can see whoever's up in the tree. Okay. Yeah, he's on the ground, but he's near a tree. Oh, under yep. the tree. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I can <clears throat> the next time I can see him. Okay. Sounds good. Um they're starting to stalk forward and you what are your passive perceptions at this point? 20. 20. 18. 18. 21. 21. 11. 11. Okay. All right. Um, so Kez, you, Treasure is asleep, enthralled. She, she's doing her own thing. She's in the kitchen. She is prepping for tomorrow. face down in bed. There you go. Like, butt in air. She's finally getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> You're not moving her. <laughs> okay. The rest of you here. Hoofbeats. Into the ground. But it sounds ground there's a crunching to it it sounds frozen wet and frozen in a way that you hadn't encountered in the day like there were patches of ice on the southern side of most of the trees it doesn't defrost the shadows keep it too cold but not like this The owlbears hear it too, and two of them sort of they haven't left yet, though. Can I? Cast sending to the creature under the tree. Sure. He's standing up. He's out in the open. He's a little easier to see now. Okay. Um, we'll say he he, shift, he shifts just enough that Andrew and um, and Saride can both. Is Saride on the observation tower with me, or is she in a? No, she's, she's in her. She's on her floor, I guess. Yeah, on her room, in her room. She'll. She's gonna shout like over her shoulder. That was like, "There's someone out there!" And then 
we're just both going to try calling him at the same time. <laughs> um, there's someone out there. I'm going to try to talk to him. Hold on. And then she'll send. All right. What do you send? Oh, fuck. Um, hello. <laughs> My name is Sarai's. Are you in distress? Do you need help? You can can respond to this message. You have 25 words. Okay. I wasn't sure if the other message was going to come through too. Who knows? My my message is a little different. (laughs) Go for it. I just speak into your mind. There's no spell for it. And I'm not meaning to (laughs) constantly do one slightly different thing than Sarai. I'm going to get you out of this. One moment, please. And then I'm going to cast just a second level vortex warp. Uh, which if you'd like to resist, you can make a constitution saving throw, but otherwise I just teleport you next to me in the tower. Okay. And the first thing Ariel says is, is this what a stroke feels like? Mm-hmm. Um... I guess since I'm, I'm next to you, I'll describe what Ario looks like. He's, okay. um, please. She sees him disappear. She starts running <laughs> to, to leave the tower. Um, <clears throat> he's, uh, he's human. Uh, uh, he's wearing these kind of like ragged, but they look like maybe they were out of fashion, maybe like two generations ago. There are these red and black kind of like red, black, and yellow poofy sleeves uh, where his arms are wrapped in rope, almost like uh, boxing wraps. High boots, has a, uh, a quarter staff on his back, auburn hair, stubble, uh, and just kind of these brown eyes that are, the, the irises are very big and kind of like takes a deep breath. Oh, thanks. I think. In a spot of trouble. Let's say. Uh, give me all your gold. It disappeared. I'm it disappeared. You have to go help him. <laughs> He's up here. I have him. I'm kidding about the gold. That's, that's, that's a joke. That's no, it. that was that was funny. No, really funny. Sorry, just really shaking. Uh, uh, and you notice when he talks to you, he talks at you. He doesn't exactly make eye contact, he just looks in your general direction and kind of fixates. I think I know what was following me, because I heard the, the hooting, but those were owlbears, weren't they? It was several owlbears, yes. Um, but they're over there. You're welcome to my tower. Um, oh. That's why it's warm. Okay. He's That's good. Pleasant. Yeah, it's, um, he, this is probably not the most comfortable. We have a chairs and stuff downstairs if you'd like to 
rest, meet the rest of my companions. That'd be nice, um, Ariel, Arclight. Tail and Vale. It's a pleasure. Um, come, let's, uh, I think we might have some leftover stew from earlier. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Uh, I'm going to take the quarterstaff off and I'm going to follow and tap as I go so I don't bump into anything. Okay. Yeah, it is just a ladder here, so. Okay, ladder. Got it. Show you. Let's put my hand out. So, uh, how long have you, uh, have you all been here? I don't remember any towers in the woods. A day or so? Yeah, uh, we are just passing through more than anything. This is a nice trick for traveling. Staying a little bit of comfort. Uh, um, uh, Before I give you the whole story, we should introduce you to the uh, rest of the party. I think it was Saraid that you heard yelling earlier. That was the other voice in my head. Oh, she can... Interesting. Yeah, sorry to think of me as rude. I just, I heard you and I heard her no. and um, then I was yep. suddenly warm not rude at all I'm sure it was a very stressful and confusing series of events we get down yeah. to the the bottom of the ladder and I'll go through and see if there's like leftovers leftover stew leading to a seed okay yeah there's, there's, the, probably, there's probably some stew because I'd be in there just having a midnight snack is that the is that the bottom floor is the kitchen? Oh yes. So we would have met. Okay, that's that's where she is because she'd made it to the door to go save this man. Oh my gosh, she is and sitting quietly. <laughs> remind me your character's name again. Yeah, uh, it's Ariel. Uh, you can call Ariel. him Arclight. Arclight. Uh, right, uh, Arclight. This is uh, Saraid and Talroth. Uh, I think treasure. The other member of our party is sleeping. Um, but yes, it... Treasure slams open her door way late to the party. Butt naked, axe in hand. What happened? I, I just heard somebody's being attacked. What? No, I... no, it's it's fine. Um, we do have a guest, though. So... Oh. Okay. Can I, can I do a perception check on Ariel? Yeah. Okay. If I could find my sheet, baby. <laughs> um, oh, 14. What are you looking for? He's not looking at anybody. He's. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, you can. You notice okay. that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to I make sure it's. Oh, God. That he's not faking it. Okay. That's fair. Um, I don't know. Make an insight check. A six. Um, he, you, you, note no motivation of deception. Okay. He seems grateful. Well, yeah, it's a beautiful tower. Why wouldn't he be grateful? There's that. Yeah, Cody, when introducing ourselves, I would have gone up to him and reached out to shake his hand. Okay. 
put my hand out gingerly. I feel sorry. You'll have to forgive me. Hands out, right? Oh yes. Yeah. I'll move my hand over. It's like ah, <laughs> grasp. <laughs> Pleasure. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you all right? Um. And I'm going to check. Uh, I'm also just always covered in bruises and like two day old cuts. Uh, I'm going to check the, the usual places. So ribs, face. I don't think I'm bleeding. So I think I'm okay. Well, I meant more the fact that you were being hunted out there. But, and is he, can I do a medicine check if he needs some healing? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Go for it. Um, she'll she'll walk up and do, do. you mind if I if I touch you? Um, yeah. No, that's sure. Okay. Uh, um, can I kneel to to one? Because I'm going to assume I can feel that your your hands are lower than your dwarf, right? No, she's an elf. She's an elf. Okay, sorry. Elf. <laughs> Her hands naturally are going to go there, but no, she's still. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll then, just. Then, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, 17. Uh, but me, his healing is mostly complete, um, mostly okay. superficial, but you okay. do note the the extensive number of like scars like this is um there is a i won't say um yeah you you can note the amount of like scars there's also uh with 17 you can kind of pick up the the amount of like scar tissue that is built up around joints and and uh and I wish you saw other places. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Well, you seem to be all right. You know. Are you hungry? Yeah. Yeah. That that smells great. At this time, Treasure has put on a shirt at least, <laughs> and some semblance of shorts, and come gonna... down to see the guest. I mean, Sir Ride's going to look at her and, and do like a... You can't. Oh, well, why didn't you tell me that before I put the shirt on? Okay. <laughs> I can hear okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh... Hi, I'm, I'm Treasure. She does hold out a hand. Uh, Arclight. And direction of where the voice is, I'll put my hand out. And she takes his hand. She is big. She is very big. Wow. Sorry, uh, just normally I don't, I'm not used to uh, such a strong grip. Oh, thank you. She's also runs a little on the warm side, being tiefling. Um, just while this is going on, Talon has gone to the window and is kind of watching out, trying to just where he had heard the hoof beats before. Mm-hmm. It's about the time that Treasure is um, shaking Talon's hand. Uh, that that pretty much anybody treasure might notice it, but everybody else can definitely hear it. There is um, not just the the hoofbeats, but there is a wailful ooh, ooh, matched along with the the sound 
it's less of combat, more of almost, not quite even slaughter, but precision archery on horseback that with a few well-placed shots are are felling these these owl bears um just a a full strong volley bit of twang few criticals neck head if we're able to start hearing it a little better now mm-hmm. I would hand Halen the boldest uh, not Halen um, Arclight the boldest do just get his hand put the bowl in it and just cup his other hand on it mm-hmm. and then just kind of make my way up to Talon to kind of look out the window with him just like what is going on so you're on the ground floor of the tower. You are looking out. And let's see. Without uh, opening the front door, you do see one rider on a white horse uh, that has sort of snowy mane who's uh, speckled in sort of a not quite a sort of grayish almost dirty snow kind of color and on them on the the rider is a an armor that is reminiscent of some of the armor you saw in the winter court but it is, by comparison, archaic in some ways, also vicious. The shoulders, rather than being smooth, are dressed with not even spikes, but legitimate, like, blade ridges. Thin. Small not because they're archers so so they move they're not enough that it would ever come close to them but you can but you can tell like along the backside there it's designed with like a blade that runs all the way to the fingers not into a point but getting backhanded by them would probably cut you know it's not super thin it does have like a wedge to it, you can see. Same thing along the arms, the shoulders, the um, the chest piece is slightly ornate, um, but the helm sort of sweeps into a point and and curls back with ridged rows of those of that head blade, very tight to the helmet. Like, um, like cornrows almost. Um, and there is a, a face mask, face mask that, um, covers 
the the actual face of it. You can see it comes quarter down to to about the cheekbones, and then there is a separate chin strap piece that covers up over the mouth. So when is when their mouth is closed, it's shut. But when he speaks, it hinges at the jaw. And you he opens his mouth just just a hint and the cold breath you can see in the shadow almost like a dragon's breath um the mouth when shut looks perfectly smooth and um humanoid right almost almost optimus prime right roll over but when it's opened so this is all like a mouthpiece but when it opens it's jagged into sets of teeth that that guard the lips the horse's barding matches the bow is again of similar design it's made to um it's like a compound bow with two not compound with a pulley but with two um i guess like bow arms right so it's got higher tension and they are thinner um but there is like a a notch in it like a compound bow does have Right, so that they they're they're shooting straight. They're not shooting old school style with the wobbly arrow. In case anybody didn't know that, um, as you see him sort of ride by, he is looking at the tower as he rides by, and you can you can hear while the rest of the hunting party is strapping up the the catch he is riding around the tower at about 50 feet just inside dark vision to um you can tell he's kind of scouting it out if you try you can travel if there's any other windows to kind of peek at him you know um doesn't seem to make any aggressive movements, but is taking the moment to eyeball you and your very fancy tower. Well, before I say anything, Cody, I was getting like samurai oni mask vibes off that. So. A little bit, yeah, yeah. With the, I like that, yeah. Kind of in the in like a two piece, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm ready to die at this man's hand and it will be terrifying but also beautiful yeah Talon you you, want me to say hello is that oh what I was going to ask you was uh, you spent you probably spent a bit more time with the winter court than the rest of us Uh, you you think these guys might be who we're looking for uh, it, they are showing all of the clues of someone that is associated with the Winter Court. Um, 
I would suppose you, if you showed them your uh, snowflake. Yeah, I mean it'll take me. It'll take me a second to get it up, but probably better not to surprise them with it. Maybe just that polite introduction. It's. uh, I think also I should not touch their minds. Uh, Some people view it as rude. I think Um, I shall just open the door and say hello. Hopefully, I at least stay on the inside, so that way, if we need to, we can just close the door just in case they they're not as friendly. How many of them are there? Can we tell? Um, you would think four to six. Talon is going to open the door and just with both hands just up. Just wait for the like wait for the rider who's like circling mm-hmm. and just in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Just wave at him as he circles. Okay. <laughs> he, he so he yeah, he's coming around, we'll say clockwise, right? To towards the tower. Doors on the north side, why not? Just for ease of reference. And as he comes galloping around, he's he's watching. And he, he sort of sees um and there's a moment where he's like Tower, 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 open. What the fuck? <laughs> like, did not expect people to open the door and, and come out. Um, after that quick take, the horse, he does rear back, does pull on the reins of the horse. The horse sort of, and uh, will will prant, will prance up, right, two, two feet up and, and wheel about. So he is facing directly towards you. Um, Bow still in his right hand, reins. Um, can't tell. Maybe in his left, he may have put them down. You're not sure, because now he's facing you dead on, and you can see the horse. Horse has deep blue eyes. Well, I uh, do not suppose that you're from Terserian. No response. Uh, anybody have any ideas? I am afraid that I am about to be filled with arrows. Yeah. Uh, since uh, since he had mentioned it before, I would have probably taken a minute to try to bring up that the business card, as we've been calling it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, make a um, make an Arcana check. Oh boy, I'm good at these. Okay, apparently I am good at it. Natural twenty for a twenty. Okay, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, it. it there is a um, whether it's like a fight or flight instinct or or the the whatever inspiration that. Helps treasure remember things in in moments of desperation. Uh, that that odd little little quirk that happens with you guys. Um, do, you do sort of, and you so you've got it. You've got it. Uh, your hands have to stay about about a foot apart um, as as you're holding on to it. Uh, what do you do, Talroth? And I would start moving towards behind Talon and just kind of whisper him to slowly move to the side so I can show it. Okay. 
Um, Oriel, even though you cannot see the light, there is a, uh, a feeling on your skin. And while you, you may not register it, your eyes do still, um, are still touched by this sort of magical eminence. So you may not know what's different because it's, it's probably not something you're used to. It might remind Mm -hmm. you of if you've ever encountered like an illusion magic, Mm -hmm. a sort of, sort of emanating off of something or like magical ghost light or ever burning candles. It's similar. This is different, but you can at least recognize the idea that, that you can kind of feel it. You can kind of sense it over, over your eyes. Um, which is, which is interesting. I think yeah. fun fact about, about, uh, certain individuals that are blind while they can never, uh, see, uh, some of them can like, uh, go mountain biking downhill very fast because they, they're, while they can't see anything, the, the retinas do still get hit with light and they kind of figure out how to interpret that. It's interesting. Um, Tauroth, as you do, Valen, you, you, I'm assuming, move to the side? Yep. Okay. The Fey Rider, um, as you step forward with that, definitely looks a little confused. And this horse cautiously steps forward a little bit. He comes within about 40 feet, about 10 feet closer. He'll pull the hat off, right? The, um, pops the, the chin strap, the mempo pulls the hat and um, the bow sits right at his like shin. There's a, there's a stick a hook for it. Right. Pulls the helmet off. His uh, long white hair falls down his back. His roots are blue. Reminds you a bit of fable um, in, in some of the stylings. Right. And uh, calls out, do you speak Sylvan? Okay. Yeah. Calls out in Sylvan. What business is that Mark have with you? I'll kind of look over to Talon for a second of the, did you catch that? Okay, on my own. Awesome. And that that last part was in my own head, just not saying that out loud, just making it clear. So, right, you, you can't, I mean, he's yelling and the door is open. So if, I can, yeah, I can okay. hear him. That, yeah, just making sure. Go. All right, so I'll take a small step forward to kind of show, yes, I heard you. Mm-hmm. We can't, we're coming here on business of uh, the current Mab, uh, the Mab that is. We have a bit of a problem back in the Feywild. Not sure if you've heard. Mob that is? Hmm. What's the problem you speak of? 
Well, before I say, can I put my hands down? Because it's a little cold for me, if that's all right with you. Can you produce it again? Might take me a minute, but I should be. All right. All right, so just gently put my hands down, shake my fingers out. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm probably not the best speaker of the group, so I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, the mummies came back, and we need to kill them. We kind of need your help. And mummies? their hearts. Yeah, uh, 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 tap or something like that. Like the betrayer mummies. Betrayers? Betrayers, I know. Mummies, I don't. So that might be a new development for you. Uh, yeah, the betrayers became mummies. It's kind of weird for us, too. Your tower? Yeah. Oh, not my tower. I'll point to Talon. Uh, this gentleman's the one who made the tower. It'll it'll disappear after a day if it, if it bothers you that much. All right. Disappear, you say? Well, the tower is just a temporary thing. Tomorrow at sunset, twelve miles north. either might I at least have your name to know who sent us up there in case somebody asks Aracine Aracine Sarael I'll just kind of hold a hand up Tauroth with that, the pony wheel uh, rears up and wheels about, and he begins. You hear as he puts the mask back on a a wind whistling howl that uh, immediately is accompanied by what is the sound of rolling thunder. The other five or so riders abandoning what work was left of their owl bear prey and have begun to gallop full bore to the north. I'm going to wait till they're completely out of sight from us. Mm-hmm. Give it like a few more seconds after that. Just take a step back in, slowly close the door. Holy fuck! You alright? Thank God my pants are brown. Uh, damn. Yeah, yeah too th- bad. Those, I those actually... guys are serious. You did good, though. You're not scared. I mean, I didn't understand a word, but Sarite said you did good, so I'm guessing you did real good. Eh, well, I gotta figure out how to do that weird snowflake thing again. But, uh, yeah, 12 miles north by tomorrow night. We got to be up there. 
I think if we hoof it, we can do that. Um, Oriel, do you, would you like to come with us? Uh, it might be safer if we travel together. Um, sure. Um, where exactly are you, uh, headed to? Sounds like we are heading 12 miles north. Um, we are... To the Shay? To the... Yeah, no, uh, I think probably wandering this, the wilderness on my own is a little less smart than with friends. Might do us well to travel with someone that uh, knows the area better than we do. I know Just places. literally everyone, I think. <laughs> Yeah. On a on a bit of a side note, uh, I, I have two questions for you, Arc Light, if you uh, don't mind. Sure. Uh, the first one is, uh, how do you feel about mummies? You know, uh, never met any, but uh, I assume they're not that great. All right, cool. Good to know. And uh, second question, uh, where are we? Like, I- I'm getting the feeling this world is... Uh, different than what we're used to, so this world, this, what do you call this place? Uh, I mean, you're in Karnath. Nation of Covert. More holistically. You're in Eberron. I'm guessing that name does not register at all with Tauroth. Unlikely. Very unlikely. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you, uh, like Fable might have heard a story of there just having come from Jalen because that's the nature of Jalen. Um, Meg, we know, has heard at least some stories from there because she lived in the Feywild for a time and, I mean, grew up in the Feywild. So, but if you were just prime material born and, and, lived away from any of the huge info hubs, um, very unlikely you would you would have heard of Eberron. Um, yeah. So did I have I heard of Eberron? You can make a history check. Okay. Just flat? Yes. Okay, a natural eighteen. So uh, Professor Treasure is in the house with a, let's see, 18 plus 4 for 22. Okay, you've heard the word. Yeah. You don't know much about it. You know it's a different plane. Um, occasionally, people will, will bop through. Um, it's Jaylen. because of the artificers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you, don't, like, you don't know much. They, they talk about... Usually they're talking about war, they're talking about magic, they're talking about dragons, dragon in between, dragon above, dragon below. Uh, some of them have funky tattoos. That's that's kind of about as far as you got. So she's just telling everybody, I heard something about dragon sandwiches. I mean, there's dragons above, dragons below, there's dragon tattoos. I think there's a lot of dragon tattoos. That's yes, what I've I heard. mean, I, we went over this yesterday when we met the man with the cart. I told you all this. You got a little panicky, survive, but now I'm, I'm calming down. <laughs> I'm understanding a little better. Oh, 
I take it you're not from around here. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Well, not really, no. But we do have business in Karnath. What kind of business? If I may. Um, we need to pick up some jars. Jars? Mm-hmm. Like spice jars? The spiciest. Putting it, putting it simply, uh, we got kicked out here to the, from the Feywild. Feywild's having some problem. So we got to pick up these uh, canopy jars and then head back over to the Feywild to solve a problem. I'll pick, but yes. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of a lot. Okay. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm still trying to process half of it. I mean, I, I still don't know what a canopy jar is either. I know what a canopy is, but not a canopy jar. Treasure's continuing to let him mispronounce it because obviously she knows how to pronounce it, but she's just giggling. <laughs> canopy jar. Yeah, it's, it's even weird to say, ain't it? No, it she is. She leans over to Oriel. Canopic. Oh. Got it. Those are very specific. <laughs> uh, as I get kind of comfortable, I'm going to take off the the coat with the, the puffy sleeves and it's just going to kind of be a uh, stripped down version of kind of like almost like a monkey a little bit just tightly wrapped around more reds more yellows but all dingy and kind of cut up so north tomorrow is where you're heading yeah yep 12 miles north according to what Talroth said that's according to what the big scary fay on the big scary horse said. Oh, he's scary. Well, at least to me he was. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, I, I kind of stand at like a good uh, five four. That guy on his horse was probably topping about eight feet. Wow. Yeah, That's that a was very tall horse. Yeah, that was that was big. That that was big. You're very brave. Yeah, let's go with that. Not many people would speak up to a uh, eight-foot-tall horseman. At least for tonight, though, I think we can rest. Um, unfortunately, Arclight, I'm sorry, I, we normally have baths <laughs> available, but we did not this evening. Um, but you're welcome to bed. I... Greatly appreciate that. I mean, I was planning on sleeping on brush in the snow, so big improvement. I'm not sure if this helps, but uh going to cast Prestidigitation a couple times just to remove dirt and grime from him and his clothes. Just <laughs> it's not as soothing as a bath, but you will at least no, be able tangles. to sleep cleanly. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. With that, we are going to take our break. Uh, we should be back in about 10 minutes, maybe 15. So it's about 945 now. We are going to see you guys in just a couple of minutes. But until then, stay tuned. Everybody, we are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... 
Not a dwarf. It's Megan, and I'm playing Sir Adlander, the Eldrin knowledge cleric. I'm Punk. I'm playing the uh, Ariel Arclight, the human rogue fighter monk. I'm Andrew. I'm playing Talon Vale, the Kalashtar divination wizard. Hey, I'm Mars playing Tarot Oakenblade, the wood elf scout who is somehow developing a Napoleon complex. And I'm Kez playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the tiefling barbarian. All right, guys. When last we left off, uh, you had just encountered one of the uh, Winter Citadel's uh, riders and had alerted them that you had official business from the map that is. You can sort of tell that they are um, maybe not up to date on everything you're experiencing and talking about. So uh, just be aware of that. Is there anything else you guys would like to do in the evening or on the trip over? When they wake up that morning, Sarai is in winter. Okay. Uh, Treasure is going to prepare some breakfast for everyone so that we all get that plus four temp hit points. Okay. I guess we'll do cinnamon rolls today. Sounds great. Nothing specific from Talon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dirt, say, just after waking up, would have taken a a little bit of time to just play around with the fate cards Mm -hmm. and just attune to them and just spend the... Just so I can see how many charges it is. Yeah, the two charges to cast Augury. Okay. What are you uh, looking for? Augury, I believe, is what wheel woe or... But you have a question, right? Uh, yes. Uh, receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about specific results of a course of action you plan to take. Oh, next 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. Um... Do me a favor. Make me a uh, wisdom check. Uh, 13. Okay. As you look over the cards, um, they are... They are different here in Eberron. And in some ways, they feel more inert. Um, they... You didn't really take a look at them in the Feywild, and they didn't... They... Make me a... If you want to bring it to the group, you can ask people about it, but otherwise I think an Arcana check might be in order. I'll give it an Arcana... I'll keep this one a little more okay. quiet since I know some people in the group don't really care much for these cards. Okay. That's a two. Yeah, you're not sure. All right. I'll just put them away and reattune to Gyron's staff. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. 
attuned to Gairon's staff, it does waver. It does do the... There's definitely staff pieces here, not of the same staff. Um, but but it, it, it does sort of go... Gairon's staff is almost more responsive. It seems to be amped up a little. I'm just going to kind of shake it for a second. You're acting all weird. Yeah, then I'll just kind of... It's not sentient. I can't say anything back. So, yeah, it, it does. It, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, Talroth with magic items is still kind of a new thing, so he's just going to kind of tuck it back into his belts where it's easy to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, that would pretty much be me just right before breakfast. Okay. As you set out for the day, uh, I'd like you guys to make me survival checks. Let's say 24 for me. Okay. 30, 20. 19. Natural one for a five. 14. Oh, and I forgot I have to roll my important, so I'm going to do that now. Please. Eight and four. Okay. You set out for the day, and you're able to cover the ground well. It is denser forest here. And even more so, Within about half a mile of where you were, almost all trails in and out of this the north uh, stop. There's plenty of trails that travel east and west, but even those begin to die down. It really seems like anybody that spends time in this forest does their best to avoid the direction you guys are going. So it is relatively hard travel. Um, there is evidence of the hoofbeats of the Feyborn riders that gallop through here. But other than that, not a lot of evidence of travel or commerce or, or really much activity at all. As you travel to the north, there's also less game, and the weather is noticeably colder as you go. It's not within, it's not until you guys are almost at the end of your journey that you realize you don't see any spire or well really much of anything uh, of importance here then as the sun sets and the last bits of fading pink in the west are blocked out by the trees reflecting through the sickles of ice that hang down from them you see about four miles away 
this high ice wall that is at least as tall as uh, Talon's tower the night prior. And it is about about 30 minutes an hour after sunset when heralded by the rolling thunder of those hoofbeats once more a set of riders seven this time come riding towards you seeing them coming towards us I'm going to start trying to bring that snowflake back up Okay. yeah make an arcana check just as a precaution I'm going to cast mage armor Okay. that's a four well you better keep working on it I said it's going to take me a minute I know ten okay let's do another minute Sixteen. Cumulatively, yes. Over the course of three minutes, you you slowly get better and better. Yeah, but it is it is a long three minutes. Um, you like start to you get the little bead of sweat as you're like concentrating on it. Come on. The first minute was nothing. The first minute was like. Sorry, I, I said it'd take me a minute, but just look at my hands. Don't embarrass me. <clears throat> We're doing okay. Just breathe. <sighs> okay. You're able to produce the mark and hold it. You have to hold it for a little longer than you would care to as they make their approach, but they do. Um... To be clear, you have not set a tower today, correct? No, I have not. Okay. Good. As the riders come pouring forward, the Aladrin at the head of the group is the tip of the V as it were um he has a long scarlet red cloak attached cape attached to his shoulders that falls to about waist level um doesn't drape about his horse or anything like that but as he rides the flickering flash of red uh, causes the little bits of reflective light on his similarly icy milk white and ice blue armor uh, to reflect in those glorious cool gem tone color sort of ways they 
ride hard and with purpose up to you, stopping about 50 feet away. While the other riders have anxious horses that they pet and stroke and will occasionally beat their hooves and perhaps need to be wheeled about a little bit, right? To be put back in formation every so often. The man at the head does not. His horse seems a touch more ethereal. His horse seems in some way a little less alive a little more art. It's tangible. You can see it. You can see he's touching it. But it stands out. As uh, he looks over the group, sees the mark, he'll pull his helmet off the uh, ridges in his cornrowed helmet where the blades are in between these are dressed with thin rows of matching sort of red that run through them he pulls it back as Aladrin go he does uh, he is a striking figure, and his hair is braided tight along the sides into a uh, into a pulled back series of ponytails that fall down his back. I am. Theravian, Lord of Tersiraean. My scout has informed me that you bring forth the mark of the Winter Court. I'll just kind of hold it up a little more. This has brought you the hospitality of a conversation. But it will not buy you more. Well, I will come to know what it is you seek with my people in this land. Well, the conversation is exactly the start we were looking for. Uh... May I put my hands down? Aye. So, uh, I hope you'll forgive me. My my speaking is a little bit on the uh, not so 
courtly cider. In any case. Yeah, we, we came here from the Feywild uh, on the behest of the current map that is. We understand that things over here, or at least with you, things have been a slight bit removed for the past seven, eight hundred maps or so. Uh, to put it mildly, things in the Feywild are not doing too well, and we kind of need some help from you. Seven hundred mobs, you say? Uh, seven or eight hundred or so. I I just know it's been a while. I I don't know the exact number, or how many years. It, it was a fair bit to catch up on in about what the week's time. What help would this we form take? I'll just kind of glance back at everyone else for a second. And just this is all in Sylvan, right? Yeah. I would translate the last part like. Uh, we have a. He's agreed to a conversation. He just wants to know what kind of help we need from them. I mean, my lord. Proceed. Oh shit! What what were the mummies called before? They were mummies, the betrayers. The betrayers. All I could think of was the deserters. It's like that's not right. Um, it's the other WB series. The betrayers have returned, and we are in need of the canopic jars that you hold. Make a persuasion check. Seventeen. He seems to pay closer attention, and maybe it's some elven, eladrin haughtiness, or racism, or what have you, but he seems to take a, a, a care more from uh, what the winter eladrin is saying. The, um, the jars. You'll pardon me. It's been, well, far less time for me here than I could imagine. 700 mobs experiencing. The betrayers have returned, you say? And they've changed form? Aye. They've covered the Feywild in sand and death. The winter court sliver of it is all that's left. We've already started to feel 
the effects of the Feywild's damage in our own material plane? Have they been failing it here? What? No. We're unable to travel about these lands. They are hostile to newcomers as they were. A bit of an aberration, to be honest. And stalk the woods with their dead. Detasteful. He looks over Saride and he dismounts. And he begins to walk over. Tell me what's your name? Right. Landier of House Landaris. Ah, Landaris. A name I recognize. My mother was Riku Landaris. Unfamiliar, but good to know your house's name survives. Or. Hmm. You watch his nose just start to bleed a little bit. Oh my god. That's me joking, but him thinking about time travel and even <laughs> even for the fame. Higher than me. Is. <laughs> it's fair. I get those two. Right. It it happens. Run a citadel, sure. Figure out what year it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's too much trouble. Years are for pores. Or those that bother counting. Alright. Odd to believe. I thought my children got these jars for generations to come. Theater. Alert the citadel. Inform the commanders of this latest development. Fetch me my bottle. As you wish, my lord. Fatty wheels about solo rider, the one you had met the night before. Charges. You'll pardon a poor winter soldier's hospitality. Um, My lord, would you mind, do you speak the common tongue? I spoke it, uh, he, he's speaking in common. It is, um, it's a little archaic. 
and like everyone can understand him now. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. You get you get the idea, right? Um, it and common between Corvarian common and uh, and Lictoractian common is you're all picking up on different pieces, right? Shakespearean as brought as brought yeah. to exactly. Exactly, you're 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 catching, you're catching some of it. Maybe not all of it, but you're catching some of it, right? Um, you pardon the lack of hospitality. It's the Lanas here is very particular. That we live in winter is a um, provides us difficulty in the daylight. I'm afraid to say your drawers are not immediately on hand, but we can be there within a day or so. We fetched a bit of aid for the travel. We remained here to safeguard the jars for the place we hid it was corrupted by creatures that remembered what we had done to them not so long ago. What do you know of your betrayers? Uh, she'll... I'm trying to, like, that they were... I, I don't know. At this point, it's, it's all kind of muddled in, in Megan's stupid brain, so... Someone want to tag in on this one? Um, you just says Megan. You don't have to say it in character. I I know that they've become one creature now. Yep. There were four. Yes. And that they um, like they trained with the Fae. Yes. Or and that's how they got longevity. And then the Fae like welched on a deal. Yes. They fought alongside the Fae and Celestials against something, were promised immortality, and then. We're given chosen. it. And they Peter Griffined yeah. out. Yeah. And they. Yeah. And then I know that they were in jail. Yes. And some very enterprising heroes. Drop them back on the prime material plane because that's what heroes do. Okay. Set up story arcs for their future compatriots. Um. Yeah. You, you. So. So you've got all the. You've got all the big. You've got all the big notes there. Um. It's the outer realm. It's um. It's the places that that uh, Azathoth and and the other the other great old ones. That these star spawns serve, that the 
the great old ones that um, packed warlocks serve, those madness creatures from beyond the uh, beyond the edges of the great wheel, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they teamed up to fight off. Not, not the two. Not Quill and Rin. Not Quill. Well, uh, the Quill and Rin fought them as well. So this okay. was yes. This is the this is the enemy that Quill and Rin fought. This is the enemy that these these um, humanoids that these humans and uh, Fey and Celestials fought. That's what this alliance was formed to to battle. Um, and and was and was successful. And so Nazis having assumed we've we've just sort of gone through and said said that, right? That is correct. I surprised they've forgotten. It was their the Fae have a resistance to us against charmed, against being mentally corrupted, as do Celestials. The humanoids that we worked with did not. With them being undying, that corruption, that madness that sat within them in time would have only served as a gateway for our enemy to return. And so they were imprisoned. We had travelled here, a world remote in the cosmology, as it were. We thought to bury the jars beneath the ground. We did. We did not know that this world had its own issues. Such abominations from beyond the Great Wheel. They had prisoned theirs in this dragon below. So, we have a bit of a contention. I cannot lead my armies across the forests of Karnath to it, but I can lead you. I enter this world. Um, if we retrieve the jars, your duty will be done. You and your people can return home. Why? We'll be rebuilding. It will be fighting that needs done. We're better at the latter. They could very much use your skills. I appreciate it. 
Apologies, punk. Yes, I, I just had the chance to respond to that. Astir um, returns and um, he has with him a bottle. You can see within it this smoke-white wind that whips about in a near-tornado-like fashion. It's sort of gourd-shaped. Little hourglass, right? He takes it and ties it to his belt. Asatir, alert the commanders. You'll be taking my position. And... You have my explicit command. If I am not returned these four days, you are to march the armies of the Citadel across the Karnath Wood to the Icewood and lay siege to the Madstone. You are to destroy any that stand in your way. And at all costs, return to the Feywild. Jars and hearts in hand. I understood. My lord. You get to wear the fancy cape now. Here you go. You all ready? Truthfully, not really, but don't have much of a choice, do we? No. Can I just raise my hand up? Yeah. Question. More personal. I'm looking for someone from uh, human, um, brutish from Andere. He goes by Burkhardt. You can tell just in the slight grunt that he does recognize the name. Is he all right? Please. I don't know, to be honest with you. Friend of yours. Yeah. Been looking for him. My scout spoke with him some four months back. 
most humans that come peasants peddlers few hunters that stray too close that was not your man no he had a purpose and we told him what we told the same Karnathi that come with a purpose our loyalty is to our duty and so I set him about a quest Quest. To the mad stone where we're going now. Those that could repel back what had stolen our charge would have earned our favor. But none have ever returned. Well, you don't know Burkhardt. I don't. I don't. I sincerely hope he is there. And well. He will be. I'll see to it. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Hello then. Fancy a drink. Yeah, that sounds great. He is going to uncork the bottle and it releases a loud sort of howling. And he'll pass it first to... Uh, Oriel. I'll smell it and take a sip. The smell is sort of, it's a cold, uh, brisk winter's day that is just at dawn after a night of frozen rain. Tingles, stings. That's good. Take a full gulp. As you pass it around, you begin to feel light. And sort of airy. And a little uncomfortable for a moment. But then it begins to sort of feel good. Very good. Very freeing. Not in like a drunk way, but in a very like liberating way. Um, you all are under the effects of the Windwalk spell. Um, it has a duration of eight hours, allows you to fly 300, uh, a speed of 300 feet uh, per round, which is very fast. Um, needless to say, the 500 miles between you and Madstone is 
not much of an issue anymore. And he is going to join you. Um, 3,000 feet a minute. Which is... Good lord. A little over one mile a minute. Yes. Yeah. So... 500 minutes safe bed round down to like 460. Yeah. So six hours? Six roughly. hours. Yeah. A night's travel. The skies of Eberron are beautiful. They have 13, 12 moons, a 13th one that has been destroyed and rings the planet. The stars and the observatories, the constellations are different. They're bright and beautiful and uncomfortable. But that's to those of you that can see them. Following in the wind, you travel east, deeper than another forest. Come to land. Are you all pressing ahead or are you resting for the evening? You've now traveled 14 hours, 15 hours in the day. If you'd like to continue, we need to make a constitution saving throw. I leave it to majority. Yeah, I'd opt to take a quick little breather, but also to get a little bit of some insight of what's waiting for us inside the Madstone. I was going to opt for the same thing. Yeah, we can rest. Okay. Sounds good. Did we bring our tents or did everyone leave them in, in the tower? I still have my tent. Okay. You can cast the tower if you want, Talon. It is up to you. Uh, well, if we're only taking... Are we taking a short rest or a long rest? The rest of the party, because... I'm feeling okay. If we short rest, will that stop us from having exhaustion? I'll give you advantage on the constitution saving throw, but it's not going to stop you. I leave it to majority as well because I, I have good so it wouldn't be really fair for me to say one way or the other. I'm decent. Um, I'm terrified of exhaustion and that's what usually kills us. So can we take a long nap? Yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I will cast Gaul, uh, Alder's Tower at I'll go to 6th level again uh, it goes kitchen, be bedrooms bedrooms, uh, sauna okay, sauna bathtubs just so we can rest it out sounds good Dureren makes himself available to you all go ahead oh, 
I was just going to say I'm going to take advantage of one of those saunas. Sounds good. I'm guessing everybody is saunaing. No. We can party saunaing and get to know each other. Absolutely. <laughs> Brian's just going to bed, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tailin is as well, I think. Yeah. Why? Because I did? And you have no, to do he, it better? He has something he's trying to research, which I'm going to message Cody about later. Okay. Sounds good. You guys don't have to worry about being a monster on me. It's okay. What? Treasure's already half naked. She don't care. <laughs> you're going to get used to this. <laughs> I I already am. For all I know, you're wearing a three-piece suit, even though I know you're Donald Duck in it. Yeah. Yeah. This is nice. You guys do this all the time? Uh, we just recently got treated to this. Uh, Sarai and I, back in Dorian's Dawn, used to hit up the saunas a lot. Where's that? Uh, that's where we're from. We're, well, the land we're from, the land we were on, is called Lickdrock. The land I'm from is actually an area called Jalen, or Jalen Arsai. Jalen or Sai. Okay. Uh, Jalen is kind of a very colorful marketing trade desert community. It's very pretty. A little bit seedy some days. Uh, but overall, just if you're ever looking for a good story, questionable source for a weapon or armor, that's kind of where you go. I know this might sound weird. Sorry. Hmm? I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, Lick Drock, which is where, you know, I got fortunate enough to meet Talroth, Saride, and just about everybody except Talon. We didn't meet him so much later. Uh, That, we were at a school, funny enough, when we met. It was a magical college. Wow. Magical college, Know a few of those. The fun thing about Lick Drock is for being called the Land of Dragons, there wasn't a dragon to be found. <laughs> well, to be fair, we had to start going way west before we started finding them. Oh, so you're joining us today in the sauna, Taloroth. I've been here for the past ten minutes. I've just been passed out in the damn tub. This thing is nice. We told you to join us before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your hair is going to thank you for it, too. I'm just going to slide under the water and start bubbling. (laughs) But you were seeing? (laughs) So, I wasn't always like this. Um, Where you're from? What color was the sand and the sky? Jalen, uh, Cody, if I remember correctly, sand was just kind of gold in the sky, really pretty turquoise blue, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very orangey, uh, golden sand. 
Not not like the Red Rocks of Arizona or anything like that. Um, yeah, um, mostly rolling dune hills outside of the uh, elemental plane of Water Spring that uh, provided fresh water and this this giant waterfall into into the chasm that is uh, aqueduct directed all throughout the city of, of bridges. Most of the homes and buildings built into the cliff faces of the rocks and um, rope and plank bridges creating open markets that at night people would bring out massive uh, wind instruments and uh, just set them up so the wind that would carry through them would blow these harmonious horns and, um, and fill the valley with with music. Very colorful, lively place. That sounds beautiful. Do you miss it? I had him before, but more recently, I'm missing it a little more and more. How long has it been since you've been home? Years. Yeah. Sometimes years will do that to you. I thought I ran away for a good reason. And now I'm kind of questioning it. Well, at least from my experience, things that look pretty clear and transparent years ago can sometimes be muddied. And through learning and through your own experiences, sometimes picture looks a little different. If that makes sense. It certainly makes sense. It really does. And sometimes thanks to the words and actions and things of those around us, their acts of bravery, you start to realize maybe you could have handled things differently. Or maybe now you're prepared to handle them differently. Well, from the certainty in your voice, it sounds like you'll, you know, the difference now. Yeah, at least I hope I do. You do. You said you could see before. If it's not too forward, what happened? <laughs> uh, long time ago, I, I was a kid. Um, me and my friend Burkhardt, we, uh, we're part of the temple of the uh, the Church of the Silver Flame. Um, at least a small sect in Andrer. Andrer. Um, we came from a, a small community on the uh, the cusp of Thane. It's um, a lot more popular there. Um, on a pilgrimage of sorts. Uh, We were uh, maybe in a place where we weren't supposed to be. And uh, last thing at least I saw was my friend. You know, 
pleasant thing to see. Is he all right? <laughs> he's tough. I'm sure he's okay. That's um, that's why I've been out here uh, aimlessly wandering for a citadel that uh, <laughs> maybe the ambitions of a, a young, stubborn man. <laughs> You're tough, though. There's a lot of people who can see just fine that wouldn't be out here wandering. And then you just decided to stick to the other things you can do and still made it out here because you care about someone that much. Yeah. I, I look up to him. He's the, the brother, the father that, I, you know, I never had. Gotta look for him. Hopefully we can find him along the way to finding these jars. I have faith we will. Gotta be confident. Now, I will say, with this group, I've seen some impossible shit. <laughs> I mean, some really impossible shit. Please elaborate. Okay, where do we want to start? And she fishes under the water for Talroth. <laughs> oh, <pfft>. ah, <laughs> what? I was about to take a nap down there. It was nice. Don't do that. You need to breathe. Let's just start there. Uh, part B. So we're discussing impossible shit this group has done. <laughs> Would you like to add? Well, do you want to start with the beholder that we tried to play strip poker against, but also tried to rob blind? Please start there. That sounds fascinating. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I didn't mean to say to the whole blind thing. It's like, that was just turn up phrase. Are, are you? I'm not glass. It's okay. Just want to right. check. That's all, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, to, we could be here all night talking about this beholder. So we will let you know off screen a little bit about the beholder. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> I think for, for Arclight, the rest of the night, I'd like to get to know as much as they're willing to, to give of my new, my new compatriots, my new friends. Thankfully, Treasure and Talroth are both pretty chatty. I'm a good listener. So oh. that was a blind joke. Ah. You can laugh at that one. <laughs> at some point, Talroth would probably like reach for something small, like small little pebble or something, and just kind of toss it towards you just to see what you do. <laughs> uh, I like think... Not, not like trying to like beam it at you, just like toss it and see what happens. Would I be able to to catch it with my, my blind sight? I can't be uh, surprised by anything. Sure. Yeah, make a deck save. Okay. Deck save. Good at those. Natural 20. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then I just like to hold it out to give it back to him. I'll just kind of mage hand it away. It's like, damn, now I can see how you survived so long. You're good. <laughs> Our bows aren't that small, though, so unfortunately I'm not that good. 
good enough to still be up. That's good. <laughs> yes. <sighs> well, with that, the night passes seemingly without incident. You all rise in the morning and with your preparations begin to travel towards the madstone. It's not long. You can tell how odd it is. How odd this place is. I'd like you all to make perception checks. Sixteen. Eleven. Thirty. Nineteen. Uh, Eighteen. Okay. You all feel like you're being watched. And for anyone that rolled fifteen or better, you swear that at some point as you're keeping your head on a swivel, you notice there's an eye looking at you from a tree and it's gone. That rock then it closes its eye. They seem to be popping up in these random places, inanimate objects. One appears immediately underfoot and when you lift your foot to see it it's gone. Every beast that you come across, every little rodent, squirrel, and hare seems to have an extra eye peering out of it. If that wasn't unsettling enough, some of them are behaving in maddening ways you see this family of rats riding on the back of a doe waving at you as it gallops by each of their bellies having another eye they're cleaning the little eye goop out of the corners of I'm sorry, Panda. Leave the thing out, they said. It would make a good idea, they said. We're scrapping it. We're just letting magic get destroyed. It's fine. Um, can I do a, some sort of check to see if I know what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Make a history check. 
Oh, God. Dirty 20. Okay. Yes. Um, creatures from the outer realm. Don't exist properly in our world, in any world. That's why they. That's why they've been forced into the outer realm, right? Because there's no room for them to exist here. So they cause bouts of madness and mutations in everything around them. That that's where beholders come from. That's where illithids gain a, a chunk of their capacities from. Um, so, I would like everyone to make me a wisdom saving throw. Nineteen. Fifteen. Second crit. Hey. These new dice are nice. <laughs> Sixteen for me. Sixteen as well. Fifteen's what I was looking for. Nobody failed? Good. There are some creeping thoughts that begin to press into your brain but you're able to shake them off. You know they're not real. But they're there all the same. You ignore them well enough, but you're starting to understand why nobody's ever returned from here. It is deeply unsettling. As you come to the mouth, not the mouth, excuse me, to the madstone, it is a milk-white crystalline stone. Almost looks like bone in its shaping and porousness. Maybe like coral. Jutting out of the earth. And the ground around it seems to be spreading and growing in this similar fashion. This slightly porous slightly bone-like bleached coral. In those little divots and ducats and little curves and crests, you shudder to think how many eyes might be able to open from within them. There it is. The Madstone. We had put a seal in this place to protect the chamber beneath. Where the jars were put. And the madness touched it. It's begun to jut. Radiate. I might be able to open the passage still. But knowing what's down below. Don't envy. And he cuts off what he's saying. When he realizes that the passage has already been opened. Someone made it that far, at least. 
you mentioned that not too many people knew how to open this, right? Right. I had sent at least a contingent, some of my best soldiers early on. They didn't return. Another wave of scouts came. Saw no evidence of them, but reported about the stone. We had brought them back. Most were fine. A few of them talked about constantly seeing shapes moving within the shadows. That someone was always watching them. That something had started to live behind their eyes. And was using them to spy upon us. That poor soul dug out his own eyes to protect the rest of us. After losing one of my best champions and seeing the best sighted scout I'd ever met dig his own eyes out, I thought, you know what? That's enough of my people dying in this instance. Well, they could always trim my eyes. And I'm going to move forward. See it's a good thing. Go. It's a good thing we're not your people. And she'll follow. Kevin falls after. Same, just going to fall in stride. I'm going to look at the guy and just like, you picked one fucked up security system here. This wasn't mine. Oh, can we at least count on you for a ride back if we make it out in one piece? If I die, pull the bottle off my hip. I'll just kind of look at the bottle, just look at him, just kind of make that mental note and just... Best of luck. And then I'll make my way. He's a step behind you. Even for a fae as old and clearly dangerous as he is, you get the feeling as he takes those first few steps down this spiral staircase, he shudders just the same as everyone else. Walking down up first, Aurel, Aurel, you, um, you feel the heat of light, of fires, just in like small little pockets of the coral, kind of. <laughs> then they catch like a um, like a gas stove or a sterno. They cast light, a bit of heat. You run your hands along the guardrail. There's a guardrail. But it's jagged. And occasionally you feel the eyelash of something blink beneath your <clears throat> beneath your hand. Down at the bottom, 
you walk, you see a hallway. From the back, Dorarian. We had designed it to stab and skewer. Armed with black iron, as well as infernal steel. Anointed with holy water. Who was immediate? Or uh, Saride, you were second. You're the only one that's cited. Um, as he describes it, you're like, yeah, because this is a hallway of sprung blade spike traps and bodies skewered upon them. Stuck to the walls. There's no danger of these traps hurting you unless you run into them. They're all already sprung. Holy shit. What? <laughs> um, well, the good news is we don't have to check for traps. That's good. I was about to do that. Um, you may want to watch where you step. I'm going to take the quarterstaff off my back. I'll try. How many bodies have been lost in this? Uh, Are they fresh? Ooh. Are they? Why are... Don't. 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 Nightmare man. (laughs) (sighs) Hard to tell. Not all of them are fresh. Some of them seem fresher than others. Some of them seem like they should smell or be rotten. That they have that little hint of like putrescence kind of about them. Almost zombie-like, but it doesn't smell here. In fact, it doesn't smell like anything. It's almost as though... It's almost as though what exists here only enjoys sight and the idea of smell or touch or maybe even sound is not something it even considers oh god Um, since we've met one before Mm -hmm. is that beholdery a hint, but beyond what a normal beholdery might be. What does that mean? <laughs> do, do we have to... Can I do a, something on what is... On this nightmare riddle of what is more than a beholder? Uh, the, 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 you, the, there's nothing more for you to know. I mean, the, it might be the lord of beholders. It might be what a beholder aspires to be. It might be what made a beholder like a beholder. Is it the little baby dragon? Oh, it might be one of those, too. Is he all grown up now and it's a dragon beholder? (laughs) You guys killed that one, but... Oh, yeah, we did. That's okay. But we didn't want to. No, you didn't want to. So, okay. She's going to turn around and look at everybody and go... 
you got quiet. What happened? I was trying to. Oh, it, it sees. Yeah, it's a beholder. It's most likely a beholder, everybody. Let's poke it in the eyes, I guess. So, oh, uh, you should actually be fine. Uh, Cody, yes. two things as we're going down this hallway. The okay. first one, seeing all the eyes that were outside on the different critters. Uh-huh. Are the bodies missing their eyes? Do you check? I'll check like a couple of them. If, okay. If I see like the first two or three are missing their eyes, then I won't even bother checking the rest for the eyes. Cool. Uh, make me a sleight of hand check. Thirty. Nice. You are not in. Or you're not in the forest of blades yet. You guys have made it to the b- bottom. You're all kind of seeing it. Um, the eyes and the things in the forest were of different shapes and styles, different creatures. Uh, some were pupilless nonsense. Some were cat eyes. Some were snake eyes. Some were fish eyes. You know, wide variety. You get to the nearest. Uh, maybe like you're a step or two into the forest. I mean, you've gone past like one blade. There's a relatively put together person there. And you get your finger up in there. Never so carefully begin to open, open his eye. And as you do, it looks just white. And then the pupil. But when it does, And it turns to you. It pops out of the socket. And you rolled high enough on your sleight of hand. You can catch it if you would like to. Carefully. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you catch it. Um, What would you like to do with it? You can put it back in the eye. I'll give it to you. You can do that for free in the socket. Yeah, I'll just kind of look at it. It's like it's like squishy, like a. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll just carefully put it back in and close that lid. Just. <clears throat> okay. And it does. Yep. I'll just kind of whisper, sorry about that. And you guys start to realize you're having, you're beginning to have trouble hearing each other. The, the eye didn't have a squishy sound when he put it back in the socket. The uh, less time we spend here, the better. Can we... I'm gonna think real hard at Halen for a second. It's like, testing, testing, does this still work? I see he's just staring at me and I'll mind link and make it so he can talk back to me. Okay. This should work for you now. Oh, so you got to turn it on. Okay. But this still works. We can at least talk this way from what I'm getting. At least you and I, I can only do this with one person at a time. If I switch between people, it will go just that way. Yeah. I mean, just because he won't be able to see us because we could at least like signal and stuff. Maybe uh, hit arc light with this. Might be a little better for you to kind of help him out with it. Do you know Rary's telepathic bond? I do not know. 
I will give it to you as a racial spell. Okay. Uh, yeah, that is consuming normal spell slots and everything. Um, what's the duration of it? I think one hour Aries is a ritual. Yeah. Also, um, no. If it's a race, if it's a racial spell, we're not casting as a ritual. I don't see the ritual. It is a ritual. Um, I'll let you cast it once without consuming normal spell slot. Um, we'll call it advanced mind link. Okay. Okay. Uh, in that case, yeah, I will use that one to cast it and link the six of us together. Okay. So we should all be able to speak together now in our minds. This is very trippy. Is it? It's, uh, my people, this is the preferred way of communicating, so it's not too hard to me. Um, I'll be quiet if it's disconcerting. No, that's really interesting. Yeah, considering sounds getting a little duller and duller the further we go in, this might be a way to at least keep tabs on each other. I can't uh, talk. I'm screwed. Oh, this, uh, I am, as you say, shit out of luck as well. But that's the only way forward is really the only way to go. DM, can I take my boots off so I'm barefoot on the floor? Because if you want to be similar to the similar to them, if they can't talk, yeah, tough. If I can't hear, <laughs> I'm fucked. So if I can feel around, I'll uh, I'll feel better. Okay, sounds good. Um, so I would like my spellcasters to make me. Arcana checks. D4. 14. 14. With a little bit of testing, in purely with cantrips, you're making noise. You are making sounds. The deafness is purely psychosomatic. It's not the silent spell. It's not the silent spell. You're, no. you're making noise. This room smells. But your brain, the madness of this, this individual, is preventing your brain from processing it. So, I- I hate that. Okay. So, you can cast spells with verbal components as long as the target doesn't have to hear you. For instance, Healing Word specifies a target of your choice that you can see. They don't have to hear what you're saying. Right? Now, certain charm spells, a target that can see and hear you. Things like that. Right? Because you're making noise. You're doing everything the spell requires. But if it requires your target to hear what you're saying, that's where the magic falls apart. So, you should not you should not be completely SOL. 
but it but it does it is more difficult for sure um punk uh oreo you take your shoes off you take your boots off okay you're gonna take uh one point of um slashing damage from the coral floor and as as the bottom of your feet you don't feel the pain uh it's not until you're standing there noticing that there's red slowly trickling out from from beneath your foot that you come to realize oh you've you've cut your foot um if you move if you dash you're going to take a d4 of of uh slashing damage okay you can move at a normal pace perfectly fine you've done the, the now that you know you know how to walk on it mm-hmm. but yeah you are you are slowly you guys are making your way through these, through this forest of blades. Um, okay. You have a blind fighting sense. I do. I have blind fighting, so great. I can perceive. I have a, a blind sight of ten feet. Then that is still in effect. The amalgamation okay. of what of what you have gathered in information, you understand how to um, interpret what is happening right okay it is it's disconcerting because it's sort of like learning how to it's like when you lost your sight right but this isn't like being blind for you this is like having um sunglasses on yeah okay you might lose something you might lose something in the details but you're still able to see that 10 feet you're still able to perceive. Um, I would like to put my boots back on and okay. then just use my quarter staff to kind of hit and see if I can feel yeah. a, a radar sense. Absolutely. There you go. As he's going through, I'd probably go up with him. Okay. To also kind of help just try to spot for any traps that might not have sprung okay. or see if we find any of like that, like the fey armor to kind of see if it is some of these scouts that we were told about. None in this hallway. None of the scouts uh, died in this hallway. And everything here, like all the gear or bodies, these look just older and destroyed. Not all of them, but mostly destroyed. Yeah. Um, if there was some, di- were you interested in trying to salvage for gear? I didn't think you'd want to stop and do that. None of it seems terribly special or powerful or important at a glance. So, uh, the main thing I was looking for just first was the eyes because the whole like mm-hmm. family of rats with eyes on their stomach. I'm like, okay, did they take them from here? And then just trying to find maybe how far the face scouts got in, maybe like recognizing their armor or a weapon or something. Mm-hmm. Not trying to loot corpses or anything, just seeing what I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, you don't... Not the Fae. Not the Fae Scouts. Not the, not the initial soldiers. They had some foreknowledge of this place, so you, you get the feeling they, they made it past this part. Um... 
You make it to the end of the hallway, and there is a large door. Um, this part of the ground is a little softer, a little fleshier, a little less dry coral, a little more live coral, right? A little spongy. But it is a door nonetheless. You, with treasure's help, I'm sure, get in there and open it up. And as you open into what is an antechamber, you hear by Coralon from um, Dorarian. As you look into the chamber, it is been defaced. What was an anti-magic chamber, a chamber of of um, magic nullification has been the runes, the stones, the the magic dust, the markings, everything about it has been sort of like an earthquake at this place. It's all jagged rock and, and broken. It looks like it's ready to cave in and under in in any minute. But the ceiling is tall. It's like 20 feet tall. And there's light in here. And among the rubble, you can see movement. You can feel the movement, punk. Um, Oriel. And it's in here that you look around and dancing among the rubble are people dancing. Some of them look very old. Some are, most are Carnathi, dark-haired humans. Some are Valinar elves. Some are humans of other races. A few dwarves are in here. And you're watching them almost conga line parade dance around all of these different rock outcroppings. It's very ritual, very tribal, although this is not people from one tribe. They are drawing eyes and have drawn eyes all over their skin. And occasionally an actual eye sort of pops from it. And as the conga line snakes its way around one of the one of the posts, there in the middle, about thirty feet from you, Oriel, you see the first thing you've seen in twenty years. It might also have been the last thing you saw, your friend. Dancing. He wasn't dancing then, but he's dancing now. The rest of it is white or black, however you interpret it. Nothing there. But since he was the last thing you saw, you get to see him again. Burkhart. I'm just going to take a second. 
And that's where we're going to end our adventure for this evening. We'll kill your friend next game. Yes, he deserves it. Might be able to save him. Might not have to kill him. Five gold. That's why I'm looking for him. How are you guys doing? Did you did you guys have a good? Oh, that was awesome. That was amazing. I have been biting my tongue because I have a feeling Mars knows what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Mars, what's happening? I'll tell you off. Okay, all right, that's fine. Got to theorize later. All right. Sounds good. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful game. I had a great game. Uh, thank you, Tristan. Thank you for the session. Thank you for you, all of the love and the support uh, for hanging out with us tonight. I believe, uh, Pixie, do you have a raid set up? you need to send me a raid? Let's make sure I do this correctly. Um, yeah. had a uh, Thank you so, so much, Justin, for being here. For hanging out with us it was a great thank you for having me yeah great to have you sorry a little heavy on on some narration parts but we get a little adventuring in now um i don't want to like i don't want to spend too long in eberron but i don't want to rush through too much either i just thought if we had some really fun um like some really fun points to to kind of hit right um and i thought it was cool having having a daredevil around and having a a psychic (laughs) around that you guys would have like some unique uh, skills for this, for like in a weird fate kind of way for this particular challenge, you know? Um, So yeah, I'm very excited about it. Uh, Awesome. Thank you guys for the raid. Stick around. I am going to send you to the be right back uh, to the end credits. We'll see you guys next time, but until then, stay tuned.